1: Brad Biggs. Biggs time. Biggs. With Mully and Haw. Biggs time. The Biggs Report. With Brad Biggs. Biggs
0: time. Biggsy His name is Brad Biggs. Brad Biggs talks football with you.
1: <laughs> Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 to score. Brad Biggs, the football man of the Chicago Tribune, a long, Time contributor to the station and a valued friend. And he joins us now on the score hotline powered by IBEW Local Nine, Chicago's original powerhouse since 1892. Big Zay.
2: Morning, Brad.
3: Morning, boys. What's going on?
1: We're talking about the Bears, and they got a game left. I'm not sure if you're aware, and it's in Green Bay. And they've beaten everybody in the division except Green Bay, and they don't beat Green Bay very often, but an opportunity perhaps for them to announce that they are going to be competitive in the division moving forward. What is the significance of this opportunity to deny Green Bay perhaps a playoff spot?
3: Well, I think the significance is that you've got – an opponent that has everything to play for and the bears seemingly don't have anything to play for but if uh, people making decisions in regards to you know the future of a lot of stuff right you know everybody's tape is is going to be looked at and evaluated they're going to they're going to review the game in the same manner in which they always do um then then this is a big spot for them because everything's on the line for the Packers. The Packers aren't going to be one of what what do we got? A dozen teams starting to back up quarterback here in week uh eighteen. Uh so that's not gonna be the case in Green Bay where they're gonna be going against uh you know Jordan Love, who really hasn't gotten a whole lot of attention around the country this season. You can find probably Ten times as much stuff on Justin Fields as you can. Jordan Love and Jordan Love in 16 games has eclipsed the uh, Bears' uh, single-season franchise record for passing yards and touchdown passes from by Eric Kramer in 1995. So that's the level it that he's playing at right now in his first year as a starter for the for the Packers. But he's not a uh, he is not a hot button topic.
2: Luke Getze is, and he spoke Thursday at Hallis Hall, Brad. And I just wondered, in the two seasons uh, that he has been calling plays for the Bears, what has that done for his credibility? And how do you describe to people what his future holds in terms of whether it's here or whether they move on from Getze?
3: Yeah, that's going to be one of the first things that they're going to have to uh, work through. Like, we're not going to have a, a decision from uh, up top on the future of Justin Fields and the plan at the quarterback position by this time next week. Although that would be wonderful if it was the case, but I don't expect that to happen by this time next week. We had to have some, some clarity, perhaps a lot of clarity in terms of the future uh, of the coaching staff and the offense is, it, it's been a little bit better this season. It's uh, it's not to the level that you would want and, and you can't just put that uh, on a player or on a position group or on a coach like that's, that is a, uh, that is a shared responsibility. And so it'll be interesting to see, uh, what happens there. Brad, um,
1: I read the war and peace and, um, it took as long as war and peace, um, at uh, ChicagoTribune. dot com, just a breakdown of the man's eighteen hour day, which Chicago you- Bears. Oh, no, no, .com. that was on the Chicago team Bears. website. I'm sorry. Yeah, yes, I-, yeah. I beg your pardon. Uh, at any rate, was- what'd you make of that? And and does that set up the decisions that are forthcoming?
3: I, I you know, I don't. The guy washes his car on game day. I, I don't know <laughs> that that's going to set up anything for uh, what they're doing uh for the future you know like i no i really didn't there were there was a whole lot of art in it and um yeah and <laughs> well,
2: well let, let me not put words in your mouth, Brad, but, but let me try to put words in your mouth. Look, I or, mean,
1: it, here's it, it the looks thing: it's like muzzy math to me, too. 18 hours, uh, it's an 18-hour day, it's not necessarily a work day. If you're it, it's, working a, it's out a long where, day,
2: it's a game yes, day, and yes. it was chronicled in, in excruciating detail, Brad. I think what we're wondering is that when you have the team's website devote that much time and energy, and certainly. Devote vote this kind of presentation, it seems clear you're sending some sort of message. This is not necessarily accidental, especially with the timing. It says to me, Kevin Warren's fingerprints are going to be all over this organization, as you might expect as a team president, but especially for somebody who allows this level of <laughs> intrusion into his workday, his 18-hour workday, I don't think he allows it. I think it, I would the order it. it up. Okay.
3: Yeah,
2: so right. if he ordered it up, that like, says yeah. that he's going to order up a lot of stuff this off season. Get used to it. Bears fans. Why? Well, I,
3: like, I don't want to read too deep into it. Like it's uh, a, want it, who wants me to the
2: bears do. Why else do you put it out no. there now? It's the Friday before the last regular season game. You devote the- I mean it, it's it, it, it's an interesting yeah, like, image and social media decision. It's perception It's perception that you're trying to manage. I get it.
3: He, I mean, he's a political animal, right? Okay. And uh thank you. And you would think you would think he's running for governor, but um he really just wants to run the bears for the time being and and find a path to uh, get them into a much better stadium situation that will be out of the city of Chicago.
2: Okay, one more thing. But 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 okay, you you liken him to a politician. If he cares about popularity, the popular vote, if you will, does that suggest that he'll be swayed by Justin Fields' enormous popularity when they're making a decision on what to do with the franchise quarterback, right. the most important position in sports?
3: I I wouldn't think so, but who knows? Like, you know, the, I don't know how much you, you really want the team president's fingerprints all over uh, football decisions. Like, the, you know, uh, a sounding board, yeah. A guy to, say, explain the process to me, I, th- I think that's essential. A guy to... Uh, remind people doing the work that they need to be thorough, that they need to turn over every stone, that they need to make sure they're looking at um, a situation from every possible angle. Like All that stuff is necessary and required um, to have a non-football guy weighing in on, Massively critical decisions for an organization that invented the forward pass, but has basically ignored it since. Um, I don't know that that's a great idea.
1: Uh, Brad, what happens in this game? Do the Bears win it? How did you pick it? How will it unfold?
3: Yeah, I. It, it's fascinating to me because. Green Bay's in the same position it was a year ago. Win and get into the playoffs, and it faced the Lions, and the game was also at Lambeau Field. The closeout last year, and uh, the the Packers seemed steamed, it totally flattened that ball game, right? And, and I wasn't there or around the situation, but it just sort of appeared that way to me. So I would imagine there's a lesson that. The remaining players there, the coaches, all those people are able to learn from that experience. Um, And uh, the Bears have been playing a lot better. Might be a little bit of a stretch to compare them to the Lions because, you know, Detroit has taken a bona fide next step. And I don't know that the, the Bears, well, the Bears haven't done that yet, right? But they're playing better here at the end of the season, particularly on defense, and they're coming off a terrific uh, offensive performance against the, the Falcons. You'd like to see it because, like I said, it's a meaningful game for Green Bay when this schedule this season's been littered with an awful lot of bad opponents. Bears didn't pick the schedule, but you go back and look at it and there's not a lot of upper tier uh, opponents that have been on the schedule this season, so I think it's a nice measuring stick here late in the year. I don't think you want to put too much into it, like you know you can't go full meatball. And uh, because it's the Packers, um, overreact, but win or lose, I'm sure we'll have an element of uh, overreaction. Come Monday morning, I actually picked the Bears to win the game. I uh, I don't know if I'm going to end up regretting that. I just think that defensively they've got some real momentum Uh, at this point. DJ Moore got only two targets in that first meeting, guys, at Soldier Field, and we know that's not going to happen again. Uh, That that ought to be you you ought to multiply that by three or four anyway, right? Uh, So. Can Justin play better against a zone-heavy scheme this time around? I think I had twenty-four to twenty, uh, although I'm a little concerned if the Bears' pass rush can get home. You know, Jordan Love's been getting the ball out real quick. He's hitting his back foot; is hitting the top of the drop, and and he's ripping it. Ball's coming out, um, and if he can get it out quickly, that's going to slow down Montez Sweat and. They might not be uh, getting quite as many hands on the football in the secondary.
2: We agree. That's great. we picked the Bears, too. I said 23 to 19. A lot of 24 20 predictions. What are you going to do? 24. I think that's the right pre- score. You predicted 24 20. Dustin predicts 24 20. Now Biggsy comes in at 24 20. Wow. 24 20. Yeah.
4: Okay. <coughs> and and well, now we go 23
1: 19. Yeah. So it's a four point game. You just have a slightly different score. Is that it?
3: That's it. That, 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 that's what I'm saying, Brad. Are you guys, I mean, who's not keeping their eyes on their own paper here.
1: <laughs> it's gotta be, it's gotta definitely be Dustin.
3: <laughs> when yeah, you, I would think it's probably Dustin.
2: When do you think we'll hear from Ryan Poles? What will he, uh, when will he decide to address the state of the bears and what, what's next and, we well, probably hear to from questions. Kevin
3: Warren in that setting. We probably hear from Kevin Warren in that setting too. I would think. I don't know. Well, he share the um, microphone with he, Ryan. Pulse. He
1: might be exhausted in yeah. his long days. <laughs>
3: um, I, it's not going to be Monday, okay? It's it's not going to be Monday. Monday. It would be nice to tie a bow on everything on Monday, but it's not going to be Monday. I think they're going to want to, you know, review the game, talk sure. to players that type of thing. Uh, I, I don't know that it'll be Tuesday. And if there's a snowstorm Monday and into Tuesday, that's fine by me. I think after they finish their sort of football review, the smart play would be to uh, figure out what their messaging is going to be. Right. And, and that would probably take a little bit of time. So if I had to guess right now, uh, when, the this show will be next week. I'm just gonna guess Wednesday. But that that's just a hunch. Right. Just a hunch.
1: And it and it will and, take a little while to make some of these decisions, I would imagine, Brad. So I, I don't I don't think we'll we'll know much about the future of the quarterback for quite some time, I would imagine. Right. Now you're
4: that, you're they are
3: supposed to do it within a week of the season ending. They chose to. uh, They willfully ignored that rule a couple years ago, Uh, but so it's going to be next week, right? Uh, And and my guess, and and yeah, if you if you if you're talking about being thorough uh, in your decisions, right? I don't think you want to you want to rush in anything here.
2: So you're on record as saying you expect Matt Eberflus to return. I think I understand (laughs) why you. Yeah, I mean, hold on. I think that that. People agree. They understand that based on what's happened. But, Brad, do you think that you have factored in there's there's going to be coaches that could become available that aren't available now? Would that change your thinking if, if they go uh, – are the Bears capable of pulling off the Craig Council move right. in the NFL by getting somebody they would consider an obvious upgrade even though they like their guy?
3: Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That, that's a good question, and and they've got one more game to go. So the evaluation of Iberflus, you know, probably isn't complete yet. You know, if they lay it lay an egg against uh, the Packers, and that sure is act is what happened back in Week One. I think you're you're opening that thing up for some scrutiny here, but. If if they pull off a win, you take a look at it and you say, there's a five-game improvement over 2022. Right. Uh, what are we doing here? And then the other element to this, and we've talked about this previously on the show this season, is if if the goal is to go with a new quarterback, potentially that's not a, something they want to do without an offensive head coach. I'm just saying possibly. And so you know, but i would think it's trending yes and i've said it toward the Eberflus, uh being back especially understanding you know the history uh, of the franchise and the fact that you know, they've been playing a heck of a lot better
1: uh i guess you know when we start talking about timetables etc it it is going to be interesting to see what happens there are there are I, I mean, there are a lot of different variations that can occur here. It could be.
3: Oh, my goodness. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying, when you really sit down and start writing them out, it's like there's a lot of different things that may well happen. And I don't believe they're going to be ready to make um, sort of a major announcement of change other than maybe the the offensive coaches, if they decide to do that in the next week or so. because you want to be fair about people having an opportunity when openings come and all that stuff but you also you're not going to know what you're going to do right away with uh with some of these decisions and you know you can you can announce that the coach is back if you wish to do so but i don't know that that we're going to get as quick and a uh, a um an amount of clarity as we might prefer
3: no not at all and if they're going to be thorough in the uh... Evaluation of quarterbacks for the draft—that that's a process that's going to require a couple months, right? So that that's going to take some real time. And so they'll, I'm um, some when they talk next week, they're going to have to, right, assess the quarterback. How did the season go? What mm-hmm. trajectory do you see Justin on right now? Uh, and then there will be an immediate rush. Like it will happen instantly, right? It will be parsing of the words he said this, he meant that, um he would lead you to believe this um it's just that's gonna be the nature of the business with that, but i there's no way they're announcing a decision on the quarterback, so you're gonna be able to read into it um all you want, but we're we're a couple months probably anyway from uh from truly learning. Uh, how that position is going to be uh, shaped in the 2024 season.
1: This segment with Brad Biggs is sponsored by Estwing Professional Tools, made in the USA for 100 years, estwing.com. Thanks, Brad. We appreciate buddy. Thanks, Brad. Enjoy the trip. Have a great care. weekend, guys. All right, see you, Biggsy. Do some fun stuff in Green Bay, that, that the Green Bay Post-Gazette is telling us there's a lot to do. Take that, Justin Fields. You're listening to a Four Seasons Heating, Air Conditioning, Plumbing, and Electric Football Friday. It's presented by your local Ford dealer, dealers, and it's not a game, Illinois. And we should let you know that Billy Joel, Stevie Nicks, announced 2024 one-night-only Chicago show at Soldier Field, and we've got tickets for you. That's Billy Joel with Stevie Nicks, June 21st, 2024, at Soldier Field. Tickets on sale Friday, January 12th at 10 a.m., courtesy of Live Nation.
2: When we come back, I'll tell you why that Kevin Warren piece and ChicagoBears.com might have a clue, or at least how maybe I interpret it, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but what it said to me about what his role will be.
1: More in peace. <laughs> Molly and on the score.
2: We get it.
0: Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
3: The guy washes his car on game day.
1: Molly and Haw Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 to the score. There is a very long story about Kevin Warren, his 18-hour game day, (laughs) which includes a workout Bible study, uh, going to the game, taking notes, and then going out to dinner and then stopping by to see some clients at the end of the day. It's, I mean, it sounds like a fun day, frankly, but... um it sounded like a great day. And it was just this past Sunday, New Year's Eve. And and you said that
2: uh, you were going to tell us well, why they wrote the story. Well, I, 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 I'm i speculating. It's my opinion. I'm going to tell you what, the way I interpreted what we okay. saw at ChicagoBears.com. I certainly think it was worth the effort because that is their role and their job in terms of to promote them and, and to cast them in the best positive light. Kevin Warren also agreed to do something pre preseason. If you remember, Dan Weiderer spent a lot of time. There was a lot of photography, Brian Casella from the Tribune. They were granted access behind the scenes. And that was an exhaustive look at his role and his mission as as a Chicago Bears president the new president what that was in the summer to me was journalism news judgment if they want to include the fact that he reads from scripture and quotes whoever to his clergy and does this on any given day that's their judgment based on the access that he granted what we read this morning and let's face it it's not the same it's it's pr it's it's spin. It's a message shaped to cast your team president in the best possible light. This is what's happening all over professional sports as the as their own media arms or their own media entities become bigger and they, they control the message in the way that this represents. So to me, this is all PR. So you have to ask yourself the next question. Why now? And what does it say? I have a ton of respect for way Kevin Warren approaches his job, his life, and all those things. This is not related to that. But there's a reason. There's got to be a reason why it's the Friday morning, the final Friday of the regular season before one of the most significant off seasons in team history, and everybody's wondering what is going to guide the Bears. Who's going to guide the Bears? Nobody doubts it now, right? Nobody should have any doubt now. This guy has his fingerprints on every aspect he wants it out there that he is in charge. And, Molly, I think, and I wonder this, how much, and I think I know the answer, how much does he care about popular opinion? This is somebody who cares deeply about image. Sure. Cares deeply about approval. You have a quarterback who, when you're looking at it from a football perspective, a football consensus is the Bears are moving on. The fan base and the people the popular vote is that Justin Fields should stay. So you
1: think he'll be swayed by fan opinion? I wonder what I wonder
2: more this morning than I did yesterday. Yes. Mm. I'm I'm being that's maybe that's just me. I'm being totally transparent here. Maybe that's a leap that is an overreaction, but I do wonder because Kevin Warren is in charge and has a final decision on all matters Chicago Bears. He does. How much public opinion will sway him?
3: Yeah, I
1: I mean, it's an interesting idea. Um uh, it's really difficult. I I don't know I don't know why you want, you know, some I don't know why you need to show a a, a version of who you are. I mean, I, I and and you know, when you talk about public relations, I've told you this. I've always I always believe that, that that people are, you know, their public self, their private self, and then they are their secret self that no one has any idea who they are. Right? That the the way that you, but I think for for the most part, with our private selves, that's pretty much who we are. There might be, you know, you just hear shocking things or different, you know events that happen and you wonder like, wow, how did that, how did that happen to that guy? How did he Mm -hmm. make those decisions? Whatever. I, I, and that's what I mean by like the secret self. It's just one that you just can't even fathom about people when they make some strange decision in your mind. But I think we all kind of know who people want to be and who they are kind of privately And that's about as good as it's going to get. You're never going to know, like inside someone's soul or anything like that. I just, whenever I read a story like that, I wonder why do you want that out there? Like, why do you want me to know that you are taking notes during your Bible study? I, I don't, I don't care if you do or you don't. I think it's great if you're into that. But why do I need to know you're taking notes? During a football game, the same way you do during your Bible study, you're a notes guy? Is that the takeaway? Or you're, you're picking things apart and you're thinking deeper than most people do? I, I you know I take notes when I'm watching sporting events if I know I have to talk about it or if I know I have to write about it. Otherwise, I just kind of sit back. Well, yeah. If I'm watching United, I just sit back and enjoy the game mm-hmm. and oftentimes
2: don't enjoy the game, really despise well, the I- game. I do, but but I don't want to be a hypocrite here because like what I'm what I'm reacting to is what I think it means to the Bears' biggest decisions in this offseason. I don't personally have a problem. I, I don't personally have a problem with with the with the way that he portrays himself or okay. allows himself to be portrayed. Because I think a lot of these things that what you're describing, they offer insight into who he is. You know, the story about him being an 11 year old I'm glad he told that story. I'm glad that's part of his a personal journey. I think when you're when you're telling a story, you want to know every little detail. So maybe the note-taking and all the things are part maybe he's not wanting it out there, but it's obvious to anyone observing him or writing the story about him that it's part of who he is and why he does that. When when I was, you know, at the Tribune for so many years and when when we were writers uh, and writing more, I always used to wonder why did she or why did he just open himself up to me that way why did they tell me all this stuff yep, how how yep. can they tell somebody they met five minutes ago their innermost thoughts about motivation and what happened to them when they were 12 i used to marvel at the transparency of people i interviewed because i i, I don't know why well, but
1: but isn't some that, people just
2: feel like yeah isn't that people i was gonna that, say that, isn't that, that kinda, they, they share they want to
1: share I, I met a guy one time i'd never met the guy before we, we had a drink in a, in a hotel lobby bar, and the guy, I mean, I'm not even, I'm not even joking. Within maybe five minutes of, of meeting him, I knew that he had a gambling problem. I knew that he drank too much. I knew that he, he loved to smoke dope, and he cheated on his wife. And I was sitting there, like,
2: gobsmacked. You know why? Because you don't reveal any of that well, stuff to well, people. No, but, but you were there to listen. Yeah. And sometimes I, I people just true. want somebody to listen yeah. Yeah. to them. That's, that's and accurate.
1: so I, I don't I don't But why is he seeking an audience to for that?
2: I don't know that he probably I, I don't know don't know if he if he sought this audience. I'm reading into that because he controls every aspect of, of how the, the franchise is presented, how his image is shaped. Uh I think he probably initially if I'm guessing Wanted to let people know who he was a little bit more because he is a new president. He's been on the job a year, and maybe now it's time for, that he can open up a little bit more. I don't know. I do, but, I, but I again, mean, I never David, know why people
1: are willing to do this. As, as Basie pointed out, one of the things that jumps out to the story, he's got a car, a car service that's taking him to the game and taking him to the gym. Where, wherever he goes, it looks like he's got a car service, but he comes back and washes his car. Why is it important to know that he likes to wash his car on a daily basis? What what is that telling you? But it's
2: weird. That to me. that suggests that he wanted that as part of the That's story. What I'm but I but I don't know that he just that he's that included fastidious that. is that the idea? Um I- do that, I, that would be the that would be the writer to answer that question I would, best. I
1: would love to have someone gr- wash my car. It's a for great me.
2: detail. It's a great detail. It's a great uh, detail. Admit, it, admit it. It. A,
1: I, David. I don't understand it. It seems quirky, <laughs> and it seems kind of like a a you know he's fastidious OCD type oh, he's deal. He's fastidious. I wash my car every day, even though I don't drive it. It, it and suggests, I don't need it.
2: though, to me, a level of control. Okay, that is going to be hard to suppress an instinct to take care of every detail that you can and work exhaustively to make sure that that they're taken care of. He's going to be involved heavily in this offseason and how the Bears are shaped, whether when it comes to the head coach, I think the general manager is back, the quarterback. If he's taking notes at games, he's got thoughts on the play calling. This is somebody who, in letting this be launched the Friday before the final regular season game before the biggest offseason the team has had, he clearly wants people to know that he's in charge, and he's in charge of every last detail because if he approved that story, he knows what's out there, and he knows what that says, and he's fine with it. He's also got a press conference later this morning at Lurie Children's Hospital donating a million dollars. Yeah, that's great. He's that's a tremendous fantastic. philanthropic part of the community. And I, I don't think that one's related to the other, but I think it all comes to, back to this idea that, okay, what's going to happen? Whatever does happen, he's going to be accountable, responsible, and involved. His voice will carry loudest and furthest. Texter says he washes his car every day to
1: show that he is just a normal everyday guy. I don't know anyone who washes their car every day. I don't. I mean, I, I know guys that will wash their car. I try to wash my car. I oftentimes will take it to one of those places where you automatically can just wash it yourself, and that's great. I don't wash my car enough. It wasn't every day, was it? I was it, it every
3: Sunday?
2: Wow,
1: did, I, whatever it was, yeah. it was the weird.
3: The guy washes his car on game day. I, I know that's guys like
2: that. On Sunday. I do know guys every like that.
1: Every Sunday they wash their car?
2: Not every Sunday, but I know guys once who would come once right. a week, park the car in the garage, get it washed, and go. I mean, they wouldn't do it themselves necessarily. Well, that's, that's the
1: difference, I suppose. I, I would love to go to a car wash if I could find the time between whatever I'm doing. I'd love to just maybe it brings uh, them back. Have my car washed for me if I could, but I can't afford to do that that often. And every time I seem to wash my car, it rains again or snows <laughs> or whatever. And it, cars get filthy in the winter. In this time,
2: garages are for
1: yeah, I guess. I mean, that's what car washes are for, right?
2: I I don't mind sitting in line waiting for my. Tire. I don't like the car washes that you have to kind of make it perfectly on the on the track there. Yeah, get your tires on the track. I'm like, eh. well, I don't like that.
1: Yeah, I. I I kind of like a car wash where you can sit in the car while it goes through the washing process. It's like it's like super cool, but it's like, shoo, shoo. yeah. But if you're listening and to you like AM radio, well, I yeah, I, like, I, I, if I'm taking, a, if I'm actually going through an electronic car wash, man, I am focused totally on. Uh, yeah, it just feels like you're getting
5: washed. Molly's taking notes on how I the car notes. wash is performing. Yeah,
1: that's right. And I <laughs> give him detailed notes. I, I, I mean, listen, it was an interesting story, and I stayed with it. And it was a long story. The war and peace was long. But, uh, holy cow, I, I just, I, I wonder if it's a setup to the man now making all these types of decisions. That's, I want you to that's know. That's my takeaway. That he's been the there execution doing all of this
2: it, stuff. I, and, I, I, had, I had fewer impressions. I mean, obviously, the, the details were, were pretty, I don't want to you got to know everything about what he was thinking throughout the course of that 18-hour <clears throat> yes. day. Yes. But my biggest takeaway in terms of relevance to the offseason was that he will control and approve every detail of every decision.
1: The texter suggests we use the Odyssey app when going through a car wash. <laughs>
2: <It's> <laughs> well played.
1: All right. 312 Let's uh, squeeze in Daryl. Daryl is on the Odyssey app. Hey, Daryl.
4: All right, guys, uh, just want to chime in on the uh, GM, the GM's uh, thinking and retaining <clears throat> poles. And uh, if you remember, it was you know now that that it, that it's reported that that poles had to choose from three other coaches, and I don't know who the other two coaches were, but
1: yeah, the Bears had uh, already gone through. Poling. They they were down to their their three coaches when uh, they hired him, right? They were doing interviews on the GM and the coach. They hired him, and then he was allowed to choose between three coaches.
4: Right, right, exactly. And so the the other point is, whoever it was that that chose uh uh polls, they did a, they did the they made the right pick because as we as we see it, this guy's pretty good at uh, you know picking and and, and drafting and mm-hmm. and uh, overseeing uh rosters, you know. And so I think I think he, he saw Iberflus uh, um, as a person who was pretty good at developing or or, or coaching uh, players on the defensive side of the ball. And there you go. And then you see his first picks in the second round were defensive players who we were puzzled by. And then in free agency, he spends most of the money on the defensive side. He, so he trusted Poles to develop the young talent that he drafted, and it, it, it seems like it's working out. But I don't know if he, uh, um, the the problem with polls, I don't think he knows offensive football very well. And we've seen that.
1: Well, he was an offensive lineman. I mean, he, he should know that better. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know what we have seen yet. I think we have seen, as you say, that the defense has improved dramatically from the start of the year till now. And, um, the offense has gotten better, hasn't it? Hasn't the offense improved a little bit over the last month? Yeah,
2: offense has gotten better. Ryan yeah. Poles, uh, I think, does know offense. It's just I do too. Everything's about the players uh, you have and the coaches you hire. We got to get to Joe. All right, we got Joe Fortenbaugh
1: joining us next. Molly and Hall on the score. Lee and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670, The Score. We love our guy, Joe Fortenbaugh, and he joins us now on The Score Hotline, powered by IBEW Local 9, Chicago's original powerhouse since 1892. Joseph, how was life, sir? Gentlemen, I did it. I'm happy to report that I did it. I sent, spent seven
5: days of the holidays in Buffalo with my wife's beautiful family, I completed the task. I had 104 wings over the course of that stretch. This is the stuff movies and dreams are made of. You've seen the Vince Papali movie. You've seen Rudy. Now you've heard about Joe Fortenball and his quest to eat
2: 100 wings in one week. Wow. Happy New Year, Joe. That's quite the sacrifice. What a family man you've become. Disgu- it absolutely disgusting. I am disgusted with myself.
5: I literally, we were driving two cars. From Buffalo, because my, my family had been living there until they came to Connecticut. And we drove two cars from Buffalo to Connecticut on uh, New Year's Eve, so the 31st, and the kids were with the wife in one car, and I was with, like, all the stuff we were moving in the other car. I literally had leftover wings just in the side seat that I was eating on the drive. It, there's no worse way to end a year than the way I ended it. <laughs>
1: But now you can make all sorts of, you know, declarations of the future and, and, you know, pay the horrible price of of the monk-like existence needed to get over 100 wings.
5: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Intermittent
2: fasting, no alcohol, no gambling, none of that stuff. None of that stuff. It's a different Joe ball in 2024. Hey, Joe, before we get to the NFL, can we start with the national championship game, yeah. in Michigan and Washington, to find out what you're thinking, what we should be looking for? Interesting line movement here, okay? So when, when Washington beat Texas, game came out
5: three and a half with Michigan as the favorite. Uh, the Sharps immediately jumped on that. They bet it up as high as five. We saw a little Washington money early this week to bring it down to four and a half. Why did the Sharps jump on Michigan at three and a half? Last week, the look ahead line for this game was Michigan minus six and a half. Both teams went out and handled their business. So I think when the guys saw three and a half came come out, they saw value in that. Um, In addition, we saw the total open around 55. It's up to 56. So there's some over money. I like Washington here. I'll play the four and a half. They've got the best offensive line in the country. Penix is going to have time to throw the ball in this game. Not consistently because Michigan's defense is great, but it's going to be way better than what Alabama had, and Penix is a much better quarterback than Milroe. So I see them being able to score points in this game. I also like the game going over the total. Washington's defense isn't as good as Alabama's defense. Michigan's going to find a way to score as well. So I take the dog. I would take the over. I like Blake Corum to score two or more touchdowns as well. That's at +150. I take a shot on that. He's found the end zone at least two times in six straight games. He's done it in 10 of his last 13. Michigan's going to want to give him a heavy dose of action here to try to keep Penix off the field. So those would be the three bets. I'm playing the dog in Washington. I'd play the over, and I would play quorum to score two or more touchdowns at plus 150.
1: You know, we know that Jim Harbaugh has hired an agent. I saw it at minus 150 that he leaves Michigan, which I thought was, wow, that, that means he's gone. Do you think it's that obvious? I would bet that – I don't know about minus 150. That's an interesting price there.
5: That's a a pretty heavy favorite to get that done because you know Michigan's going to offer him an incredible contract to stay. It's going to be 10 years. It's going to be ridiculous. And those things are fully guaranteed, right? So it's going to be tough to turn that down. I'd still say he's a small favorite to leave because if he wins this, even if he doesn't, I think the NCAA is going to have some big sanctions coming down on this program, and that's going to hamstring what he can do. Remember something – they were, they were all talk about this punishment, all talk about how they were being wrongfully accused and how everyone was doing it, right until they sat down with the Big Ten and saw what the Big Ten had on them, and then they immediately accepted the three games. Like, there's stuff there that we don't know about that's going to come out, and it's going to be really ugly, so I would bet that he's
2: gone. This segment with Joe Fortenball brought to you by your local Ford dealers. Shop now at buyfordnow.com. All right, Joe, the Bears are getting three You might like that. What else do you like in the NFL weekend? I'm going to start with the general handicapping principle for week 18.
5: This is a great week to be betting. Then again, all of them are great weeks to be betting. Let's be honest. We like to do that, right? But there are great angles to be found here because there's so much up in the air. The bookmakers have a tough time keeping track of all this. A lot of guys sitting. What's the motivation? Keep this in mind. When you take a team that's motivated to win, like Pittsburgh on Saturday, because they're, they're, they, they're trying to get in the playoffs. And they're facing a team with no motivation like Baltimore, who's already locked up the one seed. History has been very favorable to the team on Baltimore's side. The market overreacts to these situations and creates value going the other way, right? So as a result, sharp guys are on Baltimore. I'm playing them plus the four. Tyler Huntley's more than capable. Everyone loves what they've seen from Mason Rudolph these last two weeks. It's against bad defenses, and we've seen this with backups. Browning, Dobbs, uh, the, 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 who's the kid in the, the Giants? Hey, the kid for the Giants. What the hell is his name? De- DeVito. De- 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 yeah, Tommy DeVito. De yeah, DeVito. All these guys, everyone loves them, and they win games. And then all of a sudden, the market overreacts, and then there's a huge opportunity to go against them. So Baltimore plus four falls in line with that. The Sharp guys are playing Tennessee plus the points. It was plus five and a half against Jacksonville. It's down to three and a half. Uh, Carolina, hold your nose. I mean, I've been betting Carolina and getting my face kicked in for like a month. I guess I'm going to do it one more time here against Tampa Bay. They're a home dog, five and a half points. It dropped to four and a half. Sharp guys are on that. Um, I will play Washington plus the 13 against Dallas. Uh, Washington hosted San Francisco last week. They're a 14-point home dog. Now they host Dallas. They're a 13-point home dog. You're telling me the difference between the Niners and the Cowboys is one point? Get out of here with that. The Niners, the Cowboys on the road are terrible. They go from 37 points per game to 21 points per game on the road. They're 3-5 and five against the number on the road. And all they have to do here is win, and they win the division. They don't need style points. Get in, get the win, get the hell out of there. So I'll take the 13 with Washington. Big game between Buffalo and Miami. I'd play the under in that game. Uh, If you look at these two teams, their offenses since week 13 have started to drop off a little bit. Defenses are very good at limiting uh, opponents' explosive plays, so I'd play the under. And then when it comes to the Bear, I'd play Chicago. Give me the three in this matchup. Uh, It opened four. It got bet down to three. I think Green Bay's overvalued here. They're playing for their playoff lives. They're a young team. They got a ton of pressure on them. People like them right now because they're coming off a win, but we just saw them fall on their face a couple times in a row. They're inconsistent. A lot of pressure. Bears playing loose. Bears playing free. Weather could be bad. Bears can run the ball. Bears can stop. I mean, here's what I know about the Bears. When you need them to win, they don't. When you don't need them to win, they do. You don't need them to win this week. They're going to find a way to get it done. Go Bears.
1: (laughs) That's beautiful, Joe. Thank you, buddy. Great catching Love up. You Happy, guys. Happy New Year. Thanks, Joe. Love
5: you guys. Happy New Year. If, if you cut me right now, I'm bleeding spicy garlic. That's how I live. Go,
1: <laughs> Chicago. Go back. Joe's the greatest. That is absolutely classic. 312 644 6767. Back with your calls on the score.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears?